Welcome to the Caring Advisor Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Elizabeth Brickman, the Caring Advisor. Would you like to experience financial happiness? As a former finance professional credentialed in biblical finance, I want to help you close the gaps, heal the hurts, and put God at the center of your finances. On today's episode, I have a special guest with me, Marilyn Lucian. Welcome to the show, Marilyn. Thank you. Really, it's an honor to be here. Oh, I, it's our honor. Marilyn is a retired chaplain. I think you're our first chaplain or retired chaplain we've ever had. And I'm laughing as I say retired because, of course, you know, there is no retirement. Yeah, that's a joke. (laughs) (laughs) When you're a Christian and especially in official ministry. On today's episode, we are going to tell two stories about insurance. One, a nightmare story. We've all heard some of those. And one, a beautiful, miraculous God love story. So first, let me tell you the sad story. My husband wrote a a letter to his staff for them to share with people they were talking to about life insurance. And I'm going to read that letter. So here's my husband. As many know, I'm the oldest of eight children, seven boys and one girl. My father and mother planned on having a very large family. In fact, my father was hoping for a baseball or football team of a family. Their plan started out good, having six boys in eight years, all healthy. But at age 34, our father died, leaving our mother to provide food, clothing, health care, dental care, and all the other things it takes to raise six little boys from ages nine all the way down to age one. This was in 1946, so the only government help was Social Security. Otherwise, you were on your own. At eight years old, we were expected to work to earn some small type of income. In the summer, we worked and saved to pay our own tuition to a Christian school. Five years after our father's death, our mother remarried, which produced two more children. But within a short time, our stepfather was killed. So our mother was back in the same position, but only worse. I watched our mother work 15 hours per day, seven days a week. I watched her work without sleep, and I watched her go without the normal everyday items a woman deserves. She was never able to buy a new dress or get her hair done. I'm sure the hard work and long hours shortened her life. At 65 years old, she had the body of an 80-year-old woman. With life insurance... Our mother's life and our lives as her children would have been so much different. With life insurance, our mother would have enjoyed her children more, enjoyed life more, and lived a longer and healthier life. Life insurance does so much and costs so little. And that's my husband's story about life insurance. Pretty sad, isn't it? That is. That's a sad story and probably a story that many, you know, would be able to identify with. Yes, and for for many other reasons as well. And, you know, one of the hard things for kids, if a parent dies 
and there isn't sufficient life insurance, the child often loses both parents because the surviving parent has to go and work maybe two jobs. A lot of times they can't stay in the house that they were in. So now the child loses their school, their friends, going to a new, maybe more modest home. Now the Lord can take care of all of this. I came from a a similar kind of a background and God chose to preserve and protect me and rescue me and save me and give me a relationship with him and give me a hope and a future. So we know that even in the worst of circumstances, God is God. However, it is unnecessary for so many to suffer when it would be easy. Now, I'm a retired financial person. I have no relationship with uh, the sale or acquisition of life insurance. If if one of our listeners is interested, you're going to need to go and look up somebody reliable and faithful because that's not part of what we do. But I do think it's important for all of us to be aware of the snares of not doing some of the basic financial things. And you can understand why my husband's father did not have life insurance. At 34 years old, very few people would even think about it, right? You have time. That's true. I mean, you think you do. Right. So now, Marilyn, Chaplain Marilyn, (laughs) I would like you to tell a different kind of life insurance story. Mine is a very different story, I'm glad to say, Elizabeth. I have to start by telling you that when my husband and I were very young, we didn't have two nickels to rub together. And so uh, we went to church every Sunday. And you may be familiar with the scripture, one Lord, one faith, Mm -hmm. one baptism. Okay, this was ours. Mm -hmm. One Lord, one faith. One dollar. <laughs> That's all we gave every every Sunday morning at church. We didn't Aww, know any better. Yeah. And we didn't see how the church needed any more because they, I'm sorry, God, they never did anything <laughs> that we could tell. Okay. So fast forward a few years, we moved from Oklahoma ah. down to South Florida mm. into plantation. I'm glad you did. Well, they didn't, me too. And I raised my kids here, but... We couldn't find a little church, you know, just like ours. And we're like, oh, boy, what are we going to do? So we started shopping around for Uh a church. Uh And we landed. We would go four Sundays in a row because you can't tell what a a church is like. Yes, yes. And we would take our four little kids and drag them, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, we came to this one church, and we just never left. Now, they had some things going on Mm -hmm. with kids, with youth, with missions. Mm -hmm. And so when we became aware of of what really stewardship is about Mm -hmm. and the part we could play in it, my husband found his spiritual gift of giving. Oh. I mean, this was crazy. Now me, you know, I was the kind, I knew where every penny went. <laughs> I was one of those, and Bob was just the opposite. Yeah. But, but I respected that mm-hmm. in him. And so um, we began to get tithe. Then we begin to give over that. Oh, then we begin to give over that again. Oh. But spenders don't usually save. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I know some do, mm-hmm. but many don't. Mm-hmm. And so 
Bob had a couple of small life insurance policies Mm -hmm. in place, probably in our 40s. And then his company, they decided that they he was a key man. They decided to take out a huge policy on him. So for our audience who may not be familiar, key man, K-E-Y, man coverage, is a term that is used for an employer to be, be in agreement with the employee to have a life insurance policy because that employee is so valuable that it would be very costly to the company if they weren't there. And so they enter into that agreement. That's exactly what happened. Yes. So in 1986, mm-hmm. it was a million dollars, mm. which would be a few million today. That's right. In today's market. Yes. And so they put him, I'm telling you, they put him through every test you could imagine Right. before they would agree to that. Right. So again, for our audience, so if a, an insurance company is going to give a $1 million policy, they want to make sure that that applicant is in great health before they're going to pay out to some company a million dollars. And this was a policy that the company would receive the proceeds, not, not the spouse or the family. Okay. Yes. But because of that policy, they offered Bob one that was... Uh, considerable, mm-hmm. but not that much mm-hmm. for peanuts. I mean, for very little money. Ah, so they so. offered him an accessory policy, not a million dollars, but a considerable sum for very little. And that would be a personal policy that Bob, your husband, could pay for the family. Yes, that is correct. So this was in October, the middle of October. Of 1986. Mm-hmm. Six weeks later, he died. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Yes, at 50. At 50 years old, mm-hmm. he suddenly passed away. Uh, yes, and it was suddenly. Wow. For sure. I'm so sorry. Uh, we, uh, we had four children, mm-hmm. birth children, and we adopted two more. So we ended up with six children. Our youngest was 11 years old. And, um, but because of this, these policies, I didn't have to go to work. Because of the personal policy that he had, plus those two little ones. That's correct. You did, okay. I did not. And, uh, so poor Todd. I mean, the next uh, next youngest was twenty one. Mm-hmm. So she was grown. Mm-hmm. You know, he, Todd was a little tag along. Mm-hmm. You know, very unexpected, wonderful, <laughs> but a surprise. And he was eleven. He was eleven at this Aww. time, just going into middle school, which you know is a hard time. Yeah, it's a hard time for anyone. So he suddenly lost his daddy, but he did not have to lose his mommy because your husband had that life policy. Thank God for that. That's right. Mm. That's right. Mm. We had uh, two really good friends. One of them was an attorney. Mm -hmm. So he just stepped right in and took care of our financial, I mean, our legal uh situation. And another very close friend was our CPA. Mm -hmm. So he stepped in on the financial end. Mm -hmm. 
And so they just took me by the hand mm. and they said, well, write this check in, from this, you know, mm-hmm. bank account and this check from this bank account. Mm-hmm. And if I did it wrong, they'd say, tear that up, mm-hmm. do it again, mm-hmm. you know. And so they just walked me through the entire thing. And, you know, the Bible tells us that the true religion is caring for orphans and who? Widows. Widows in their distress. So some of us like to feel that we're very holy by making a show of um, a particular gesture or going to church a thousand times in a week. But the Bible tells us, and we, we should go to church and we should give, but the Bible tells us that the true religion is caring for the orphans and widows in their distress. I know when I was in business, um, if someone was a widow, they were on my VIP list. And we would all be wise to think of widows on our VIP list. We need to look out for them. And I also love that you were provided for in a multitude of counselors. And if you're out there listening and not sure about asking others about what to do, please reach out to professionals in the field of finance, insurance, legal. Do not try to do it at home. You can make your own drapes at home if you want a DIY project, but when it comes to anything financial, reach out and try to get help because in a multitude of counselors is safety and wisdom. So important. And I think that one of the things your husband achieved by having this life insurance policy was that he still got to be the dad to your son and the husband to you that you needed. He still was the provider. So I did not have to go to work. I was always involved, but locally. So Todd was 11. When he was 17, Mm -hmm. I was invited to become a part of a global prayer mission Ah. group who taught a prayer seminar. We prayed for people. We Mm -hmm. taught prayer walking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was one more component. Oh, and we covered large Christian conferences as the prayer team. Oh, So because I didn't have to go to work, I traveled the world for 20 years on short-term mission. And it began, I I started with them the summer before Todd was a senior. By the time I was leaving the country, he was in college. I mean, it was perfect. It was perfect. This is a praise God story that I am so glad we did not miss Marilyn, Lucian, thank you so much for being with us. You are just a doll. Uh, You are heavily sought out, and I just think you are a beautiful, beautiful Christian, and I'm so happy to be your new friend. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. Bye for now. Let's continue our conversation. Subscribe and be notified when the next episode airs. And if this has helped you find financial happiness, please share it. Let's close the gaps. 
heal the hurts, and put God at the center of our finances. Come visit me at elizabethbrickman.com, where subscribers receive additional content. And thanks to my co-producer and audio engineer, Tyler Harrison.